Welcome to Podcast Answers, the show where I answer your podcasting questions and help you grow your podcast along the way. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Today, we are going to have an excellent episode. We are talking today with Dave Jones. Dave is one of the people who run Podcast Index, an alternative index to Apple's Podcast Index. And today, we're going to get into some stuff about why the index was started and what the index offers. But then more than that, the podcast namespace, bringing new things to podcasting. It's exciting, guys. And if you've not heard of Podcast Index, I just can't wait to get into this conversation with Dave. So without further ado, let's go. All right. With me today, I have Dave Jones of the Podcast Index. Dave, welcome to the show. Hey, Andy. I appreciate you having me. Thanks, man. So we've known, I, I say that in quotes, knowing each other for a little while. I've never physically met you in person, but uh, we've worked, uh, you know, I've done a lot of stuff with the namespace and so, trying to get my feeds compliant. And so I've, I've been working with the namespace quite a while, but if, can you just introduce yourself a little bit uh, first, and then we can go into the namespace and the podcast index, everything. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Dave Jones. I've been, uh, been around RSS and podcasting and, uh, open source software for gosh, long time, probably 15 years at least. Um, mm, farther, than, farther than that on the open source front, but a uh, long time and uh, buddies with uh, Adam Curry for about that long. And we ended up, uh, you know, we've come together on quite a few projects and uh, the latest one was a podcast index. And um, yeah, that's um, my role within the project really is sort of, uh, I don't know, community uh, organizer, <laughs> community <laughs> manager. I, I don't know what you even call it. Uh, code contributor. Uh, just, just a little bit of everything. G general hype man. I don't know. All, all maybe of, that's yeah. Adam. Maybe Adam's the hype man. I don't know. <laughs> you're the hype man, or he's the hype man, and and you're the get it done man. Yeah, side, yeah, sidekick. Uh, yeah, right. Comic relief. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, can you explain a little bit what the 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 genesis of of podcast index? Like, what what made you and Adam decide to to do the index? Uh, yeah, that one's pretty uh, pretty easy. We we just had a phone call one day. We well, backing up a little bit before that, we we did for a very long time, at least a decade. We did a project called uh, the Freedom Controller, which was a uh, open source server that you could run yourself uh, still around uh, where you could have you and a bunch of buddies or family or whatever uh, could all uh, join the server, have an account, and you could all follow RSS feeds. Uh, we started that a few years before Google Reader went bust. And um, the idea there was that you, you know, one of your one of the tech proficient people in your life could run a server for you. And then all, all of you could have your own sort of uh, community there because it went beyond just RSS readers. It also, um, we called it a, uh, OPML pull only social network. So all the servers, every time a new server came online, all the other servers, all the other freedom controller servers could see that. Mm. And then you could, I would follow your RSS feed, but if I replied using my uh, public, if I replied using my RSS feed, uh, your server would pick it up and see that as a reply, and then nest the nest those things together in a thread. So just by publishing RSS feeds back and forth, we could all communicate and have this weird decentralized social network. This is all pre-activity pub sure. and that kind of thing. Um, so that was the whole idea, and it eventually evolved to to handle uh, Adam's uh, RS, uh, podcast RSS feeds and show notes and all these kinds of things, and it became sort of a podcasting tool. And then around 2020, summer of 2020, uh, during the middle of the pandemic, uh, Adam called me and said, hey, um, there's a problem. We need to... Uh, we need to create a directory, a decentralized, if you know, di directory of podcasting because uh, Apple and a few others had just cord all coordinated together, loosely coordinated together to all take down um, not just Alex Jones, but a, uh, some other one, X twenty two podcast. There's a, qu a quite a lot of podcasts that got deplatformed off the major podcasting directories at that time, and. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I don't even listen to Alex Jones, but I'm like, well, that's not that's, that's yeah, not, not right. Cool. I mean, you can't. Yeah, that's not cool. And so we said, well, you know, let's let's do this. And so we, you know, we have the expertise. We've been doing this for a long time with RSS. So over the course of a, you know, about a month, literally, we just you know, threw a bunch of code together, put up mm-hmm. the podcast index, uh, started our our show called Podcasting 2.0 and uh, off to the races. And that was that was the origin of the index, you know, now. So for for your listeners, the, there's a distinction here between you have the index, uh, which is one thing, mm-hmm. and then you have the podcast namespace, which is something different. And then you have podcasting 2.0, which is something even different from that. So you have a lot, there's some moving parts here, but that's how the index started. Sure. Yeah. I, I remember I found you guys pretty close to the beginning. I don't remember how many episodes of the, of the, the podcast you had gone through, but I remember binging, you know, from, from the very beginning and was like, this is great. I love this. You know, I, I heard about the guys, <laughs> the idea that, you know, you didn't, you wanted something that people couldn't be taken out of the directory. You know, I don't listen to Alex Jones either. I don't listen to that stuff, but I, I am about freedom and freedoms of speech. And I think that, that, yeah, I, I don't want to see people get deplatformed just because of other people don't like them. And so I remember right. coming on onto that and going, this is great. I got to get involved. And I think shortly after I started listening, I said, you know, I signed up for an API key cause I'm a part-time developer, you know, and I decided I was going to try my hand at this and, and I've done some things throughout the thing. You know, my biggest thing was, for me, I wanted to get in and get working on some of the namespace stuff. And we can talk about that here in a second. But because mm-hmm. I use uh, I use Blueberry's tool, the um, PowerPress, to create my feeds. And at that time, you know, now they're, they're going gangbusters now. But at that time, they weren't doing anything with that. Uh, no one hosting-wise was really doing anything with that. And so I right. decided to, to get in there and dig into their code and see if I could insert some of these namespace tags in there. And so I kind of became the, the shim for a lot of the, the PowerPress users. You did. You to, did, to for sure. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so that's, that's how I became part of it. So can you explain to our listeners a little bit about what, what the namespace itself is and why, what, what you guys are, what we're doing with that? Okay. Yeah, sure. So you have... You know what we talked about with the index earlier. With the, and for clarity, the index is a uh, is for programmers. It's it's really for app develop podcast app developers to be able to get uh, parsed RSS feeds easily and just get information about podcasts easily without having to run a bunch of servers mm-hmm. on their own dime themselves. So we had that part, and so but then we also knew immediately though from the very beginning we were like we want to do some important things. We want to make some new features. And so we'll have this index and then that will also be a sandbox for new features that we can put into podcasting. We didn't exactly know how that was going to happen yet, but then with, we, we started thinking about what's called the, what ended up becoming the value tag Mm -hmm. where you could send, um, uh, micropayments back and forth directly from the listener to the creator without going through a third party. I mean, literally point to point. And so we said, well, you know, how are we going to do that? Um, we need some way to put that into the RSS feed um, because this can't be a third party. It has to be controlled by the podcaster themselves. And so, well, well, the only option within the world of RSS is a namespace. Mm-hmm. So we created what we called the podcast namespace. And once you have a namespace, you can overlay lots of new features and tags into the RSS feed, as you know, Andy. Mm-hmm. And then um, we created that, and it's like we created it just for initially for one purpose, but then immediately we had four or five other ideas, and mm-hmm. then the community had you know twenty new ideas <laughs> of things that had been tried in the past and failed, or things that had never been tried and people just had as great ideas for the you know all of a sudden twenty years of sort of, you know, innovation and people having these ideas where it was sort of uncorked. And then immediately people are like, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. And so then we hit, we, so we open sourced the namespace as, uh, uh, as it's up there on GitHub now. And the namespace now has, it's like 20, I don't know, count them up, but it's well over 20 different tags. Mm-hmm. Each one of those representing a, a particular, a new feature that is now in RSS that, that either either was not before or it was and it was sort of didn't meet the mark you know it didn't go all the way 
Sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. So like RSS is, you know, extensible, which like you said, you can add namespaces on top of it and Apple has, you know, had their namespace, but hasn't really done anything with it for a long, long time. And so, you know, right. There's not really been any, any new features in, in podcasting in a very long time until 2.0 came, you know, the namespace came around and I like what you guys are doing too, with not only are you, creating new tags but you're also having like a drop in your replacement as far as a, a lot of your your you're you're also recreating some of the tags in apple to you know like the season tag and the, the episode tag but also adding to them so not just re, not just creating them but also adding to them because like with the the podcasting 2.0 namespace you can you know, name your seasons instead of just having season one two three four so i i do really like the fact that yeah you're not just trying to come up with new things, but you're also enhancing other, you know, older features too. Yeah. And that's, that's been, I won't say that it's been controversial. I don't think it has been, but I think it's been probably maybe a misunderstood part of what is happening mm -hmm. in the namespace. So you take a look at some, you know, if you look at the list of tags, you have like uh, the transcript tag, that's, that's new. That's never been there mm -hmm. before. You have the, the, uh, the sound by tag that's never been in there before the person tag the location tag. There's a lot of these things that are new, but then like you were talking about, there's also the season tag. Well, the, the season tag is an, is also in Apple's iTunes namespace. So why would we sort of do that? Why would we recreate the wheel? Um, and to just explain the thinking there, there it's sort of a two-pronged thing. One is we can have we have the opportunity to do something uh, to add new attributes new features to that tag like you said naming you know having a named season mm -hmm. um but then you also we, the other thought that we're trying to do is a, we want to also have a backward compatible tag with the itunes namespace so that in the future it may take it may take two decades but at some point in the future if the podcast industry, when there is eventually enough adoption to where everybody has is is using the podcast namespace, has it declared in their feeds, there can be a switchover that says, okay, we're going to move away from Apple's proprietary iTunes namespace, which they control. Mm -hmm. And the reason that's important is because, you know, a podcasting was a, is an open thing. RSS is open. It's decentralized. Nobody's in control of it. There is no, there's not even an RSS advisory board anymore. <laughs> RSS yeah. is just, it's completely, completely open. There's no control. But in podcasting, you have this weird situation where Apple and now Spotify, but at the time, Apple are just in complete control over large portions of podcasting, be it their directory or their control of the iTunes namespace, which the industry adopted as a standard, but it's not an open standard. Mm -hmm. If you want to add something to the podcast, to the uh, iTunes namespace, if you want to add something to it or change, you have to go and petition Apple mm -hmm. and just hope that they will eventually do it, which 99.9% .9 of the time they won't. Right. So this, we're creating an open, you know, like an open podcasting namespace. And so it's important for us to pull in some of these existing iTunes tags so that in the future there can there can be a, an easy switch over to the podcast namespace and now at that point after that happens then the podcast industry is in control of its own destiny mm -hmm. they can do they can do what they want because everybody has a voice and participates in the open uh, project which is the namespace sure yeah so you mentioned some of the, the new tags that you were creating and the very first one that you had mentioned was well you mentioned transcript but you also mentioned the value block can I know the, the very first time I heard that I was a little bit turned off by it because I'm like, uh, you know, Bitcoin, uh, you know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> crypto, but, yeah, yes. crypto. But I've I've really come around to it, and and one of the things that I like about it is what we've called boostograms. You know, where we're able to not just send you know little bits of streaming money. So that, that's kind of what the, the value tag is. You can you can say you know I'm gonna send you know ten sats or a hundred sats or a thousand sats a minute, but then if I want to. I can send a message right to the podcaster with my with that value attached to it. So can you talk a little bit about like value for value and and just kind of a high level about the the value tag itself? 
Yeah, sure. So value for value as a concept, um, it's not new, of course, but uh, it's it was sort of crystallized by Adam on mm-hmm. their uh, on his his and John's show, No Agenda, over the last you know sixteen years. And they started out and said, "Well, the nature of our show, we're a we do commentary on the news media, and we really cannot have any credibility at all if we are taking advertising dollars." Because once you have an advertiser, mm-hmm. then you have somebody who's going to have input on your show and the content of it, and it's just not going to work. And they're like, well, nobody's ever going to trust us, our opinion, that our opinion is our own unless if, if we have advertising. So they're like, well, this is going to have to be a donation model then. So we're going to have to just survive on uh, the content, the quality of our content and whether or not people will donate money back. So they evolved that initial idea of just donations into this concept of value for value. And the idea is you, you take whatever the look around in your life, take whatever, um, whatever you see as valuable and how much dollar amount do you attach to those things? Now look at what you get from our show, attach a dollar amount to that, to our show, and then donate that, that, that back to Mm -hmm. us. So if you're, you know, if you're spending uh, $20 a month on Netflix, how, how often do you watch it? You know, how many hours a month do you watch Netflix? Well, you know, con- convert that into something equivalent to our show and, you know, send, send us that. Because this idea of your, it's really this, this subjective value where it's like, I'm, I'm not, as the podcaster, going to tell you what to give me or what, it, mm-hmm. what is required to unlock my paywall content. I'm just going to give you my content and I'm going to then ask for you to uh, please just give me back what you think it's worth in your life. And that we tried. So then we took that concept, which has been very successful for them over the years. Uh, it's responsible for two full-time incomes mm-hmm. for the, for Adam and John. We took that concept and said, okay, how can we make this work within podcasting at the technical level? And that's where we came with the value tag. So the value tag is at a high level here. I have a I have a Bitcoin wallet, and I'll talk about in just a second why it's Bitcoin. I have a Bitcoin wallet. You have a Bitcoin wallet. These are both public wallet addresses. So I should be able to, if I'm listening to your show and your RSS feed has a Bitcoin wallet listed in it that belongs to you, I should be able to send you some money. Mm-hmm. That's it's that simple. And so the the technical aspect of that is that a button shows up in the app that says this this podcast this show accepts bitcoin and you you know if you attach your wallet to the podcast app now you can send them what we call a boost and that's you say okay i want to send you maybe sometimes it's a you know a certain amount per minute streaming payments maybe it's a, a one-time boost uh, payment where you just hit the button and like you said type in a message back mm-hmm. to the podcaster then the podcaster receives that that bitcoin payment sees the message and now that message and the listener becomes sort of part of the show mm-hmm. because they're a supporter they've also sent you a comment and and that works because it's all completely voluntary the you're you're listening to the show you're getting the show already, and if you decide at some point during the show listening that, oh man, this was this was great, I really want to send some money and a and a message, you can just do it right there. Nobody's forcing your hand or paywalling anything. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. So I think the um, just one the the Bitcoin part. The reason it's Bitcoin is really for one just one simple aspect of it is it's the only way to do programmatic money that is low enough fee to handle micropayments and also widely adopted and accepted and valid enough Mm -hmm. to be able to be used by enough people to make this viable. If you go off with some weird (laughs) altcoin, you know, (laughs) weird crypto coin that nobody's ever heard of, you're never going to get any traction. Everybody, not everybody, and everybody's, a lot of people's feelings on Bitcoin is mixed, but at least I mean, we now have spot Bitcoin ETFs that are coming. I mean, it's a legitimate asset. Yeah. So it, it has the credibility and the ease of, ex, of, of accessibility through things like Cash App that almost anybody can get Bitcoin 
within five minutes if you wanted to to join mm-hmm. in. So that's the reason we did it. Well, like, you know, you said, I think the thing that's important, it's right in the app. You can send a message to it. And I, I found myself several, several times where I'm listening to something, uh, you know, especially the podcasting 2.0 podcast, but where you guys say something or the host says something. And I want to immediately just like, I push the button for boost and send a, send a comment right with it. Because it's, if I wait, sure, you have an email address, right? And I have an email address, but if I wait until I'm stopped and I type in your email address and I send an email to you, chances are, I'm not going to do it because I'm usually driving when I'm listening to podcasts or washing the dishes. Right. And so same. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to pull out my email and, and try to send an email. But if I can push a quick button, I don't have to address it to anybody because it's already the app already knows who it goes to because that's in the feed. You can easily mm-hmm. just type that in there and then you get the, the fun response of confetti in most most apps. Uh, kind of yeah, like right, party. Yeah. And um, and then it, and then a lot of times, you know, that becomes a feedback mechanism, like you said, because a lot of, a lot of hosts will read that back on the show and people like hearing their own comments on the show. And yeah, it's just a great way to not only get, give value back to the, to the podcaster. Cause again, yeah, I could do that through buy me a coffee or Patreon or whatever. And I mean, I have one of the, I have, a, I have that for this show too, but at, at the same time, it allows, yeah, the feedback loop is great because again, it's hard enough getting comments or, you know, trying to get people to make comments and give you feedback on the show that, to, mm-hmm. you know, but when they can do it right in the app, that's, yeah, that's perfect. I love it. Yeah. There's a couple of things there about that. That's a good comment because like, you know, at, Adam's been doing, uh, radio. He's been a DJ. He's been, uh, you know, on television for if, you know, since he was a teenager, right. I mean, literally since he was 15 years old, he's been DJing radio and, you know, even he will tell you to this day, it's still a thrill to hear your comment read <laughs> on a show. It's not just, you know, he's not immune to that. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. We all love to be part of the show that we're, um, that we're invested in. We want, it's, we want to be listeners, but we also want to be, it's fun to be part of it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there's that, that aspect of it, but then also, you know, we've all had that experience where, you have a subscription to something. And so um, let's say it's a PayPal subscription or a Patreon or something like that. And maybe time goes, maybe there's certain times that go by where, you know, your life's busy. You don't have much time to listen to the show. And maybe it's been a couple of months that you've called it an episode and you look at that and that Patreon bill comes through and pop and hits your credit card, you know, for $10. And you're like, you know, am I really listening? To, mm-hmm. I'm just not listening to this very much. Maybe I should cancel this subscription because you know, I haven't listened in a while and I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to again. So you have that moment of like that natural, well, maybe, maybe I'm not getting a lot of value out of this. So maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should, should cancel. Mm-hmm. And then, then that it's unlikely that it becomes more, uh, excuse me, it becomes less likely that you're going to resubscribe in the future. Even if you pick the show back up, there's this weird thing that happens when you're, when your payment or your support of the show is disconnected from the listening of the show. And so if you combine, like you said, if you combine those things into the same app, into the app experience, now you're only, you're literally only paying when you Mm -hmm. listen. Uh, You don't have this weird sort of mental disconnect uh, or when you get kind of like an annoying surprise of the monthly subscription coming through and hitting your credit card. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it kind of, it marries the two things. It's like, well, you're listening to the show right now. You obviously value it or you wouldn't be listening right. to it. So, <laughs> uh, you know, otherwise you're kind of weird. So it, it gives you the opportunity in app, whereas these other paywalled sort of, workarounds for this listener support model have they really kind of fall down there or at least uh, to me they're kind of suboptimal well and and to you know not only that but you can you can do splits on on the a show level to, or not, not just a show level. So for me, I'm the only host of this, this episode, this podcast, but you know, I can do it at an episode level too. So if, if Dave gives me his, his, information which i'm hoping you will i will put you in the split mm-hmm. for this episode and then anyone that boosts this episode or you know does that it's going to go to not just me but also to dave too and so that's one of the things that i like because you're also then valuing your guest as well 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, so you could have, I mean, there's, you, you know, Andy, there's shows that, yeah. that are, uh, you know, within the value for value world that have 20 different splits. Yeah. So it's not just the podcaster themselves getting, uh, getting those payments. It's, you know, people that contribute show art, people that do chapter work, people that, you know, that edit the show, somebody that did the intro music, somebody that the, that the podcaster just likes yeah. and wants to support charities. I mean, I, you just, you can throw all these people into your, into your value block with, which we call in the, in the feed. And then my single payment of, let's say $5 to your show gets split a dozen ways and portions that you specify percentages go to the, each one of these different people. Mm-hmm. And it happens in perpetuity because these shows remain published forever. So if somebody goes back five years from now and listens to uh, an episode of your back catalog, uh, they, those wallets still get payments just like they did the day it was published. Yeah. And, and then you also start getting other things like services where you, you know, sp- you put a split in here and then you can do X, Y, Z with my service, you know, like, like, uh, John Spurlock's new chapters, uh, thing where if you boost, you get a, a chapter with your name and the image on it. And it's just, <laughs> I think it's wild. It's, it's, it's wild. crazy. I tested yeah. it out and it's, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, but it, it's one of the it's things that hoot, are possible. Yeah. And not only that, but then as the, you know, we've, we've all seen it, you know, 99 cent apps. Cause anything more than that, people are like, I'm not paying, you know, 20 yeah. bucks for an app, but you know, for my podcast listening, I, I really love the apps that I listen to or use to do that. And I want to continue having them develop. So they also can take a, a chunk of it on top. They just kind of add on top. And I'm a hundred percent cool with that because it allows me to support them in their development work and, and anyone along the value chain for the way that I'm listening. So it's, it goes more than just the podcaster. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at blue, you brought up the example of blueberry earlier, you know, they went all recently have gone all in on podcasting 2.0 features and they support the value tag now. And so they also have a, a wallet that they take 5%. So if you're using PowerPress, you know, they'll take a percentage of that. And, uh, so if you think, if you look at it, you know, if I'm using, let's just say if, if I'm using Castomatic and I'm listening to a podcast that's hosted on Blueberry's, uh, uh PowerPress, uh, extension, everybody in that chain gets a piece of that payment. It's not the podcaster gets, uh, gets the payment, but also the podcast app developer, Franco of Castomatic gets a piece, uh, gets a few percent. Uh, the power, uh, Blueberry gets a few percent for hosting, uh, for building the tool. Um, and then the podcaster gets everything that's left. And then you're, and however you decide to split those chunks up to other people p- potentially. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's a, it, it's really the first time I, I can say this for sure. It's the first time in the history of podcasting that the app, the programmers and the developers and the creators of these tools get brought into the value chain. And that's an important thing because, you know, the, the namespace is a feature, is a feature platform for all of podcasting, but it does grow out of, it isn't an an extension of our work on the index podcast index, which is app developer focused. Mm -hmm. So we, we really care and serve, programmers in the podcast ecosystem and those people uh, those developers have never been able to really have a chance to make a to make a a lifestyle out Mm -hmm. of this and now i think we i think because of this they're making they're making more money than they ever have Uh, i mean you know I, i don't know how much but i do know that um the numbers i've heard is contributing i mean even if it's hey even if it's uh, two or three hundred dollars a month, uh, that's two or three hundred dollars a month that was not there before. Right. Yeah, you know that just did not exist at all um, because people do, like you said, people do not want to pay for apps. Yeah. Now, value value block is not the only thing in the namespace. It's one of the things I think that's it's one hundred percent new to people. You know, uh, as far as features go, but there's a lot of other tags and features that that we've been adding to to the namespace. And I say we because, like you said, it's not just you and Adam coming up with these things, but you know, 150 other developers who are saying, you know, I want this. This would be great. So I, I do. Yep. I say we on purpose. Um, yep. Thank you. What are 
what are some of the other tags and features that we that we've added? I don't know if this is legit, but I yeah, and thank you for saying we because that, that's a hundred percent true. Um, I don't know if this is legit, but I tend to sort of bucket the namespace features into like two different buckets. Sure. There's um, there's some that are like I don't know, I don't even know the right term, sort of groundbreaking. Not real happy sure. with that term. Maybe <laughs> uh, like paradigm shifting. Mm -hmm. You know, that are that are big features that um sort of if you begin to think about their scope they just have wide range like wide reaching ramifications value tag would be one of those uh the medium tag would be another one uh the medium tag is a sim very simple tag it goes into your rss feed and it declares what type of content this is now it's in it's it's critically different than a category. Mm -hmm. And the category is what the content is about. The medium is what the what the content is. So you can have a music category, but that just means you have a podcast about music. When you declare that you have a music medium using the medium tag, now you're saying that the content in the podcast is music. It literally is music mm -hmm. content. So these are these are songs that you're going to hear in in this podcast it, and that is a fundamental shift you, you so the available mediums now are music audiobook film um video so you can have a, you can have all of these different types of content that are now can be delivered They've always can be. They've they've it's always been fine. You can deliver any any uh, audio or video through a podcast, as you know, through, through that me through that uh, platform. But now you now you've told the apps what to expect. So you're saying, okay, I'm going to put songs in my podcast. That's what these things are. These episodes aren't going to be podcast episodes. They're going to be music tracks. And I'm telling you, podcast app, that that's what these are. And that way, the podcast app can make intelligent decisions about how to handle that content. Now, when it's just a regular podcast, you may uh, the the podcast app may be doing things like uh, gap zapper, you know, where it's removing silences. It may be doing uh, uh, speed, variable speed one at, you know one x all the way to two x things like that. Well, those things don't apply to music. You right. don't want music to be gap zapped and sped up. Yeah. So now. I mean, now the podcast app can say, oh, this is music. Okay, I, I will reset myself to handle this type of content. And like the same with an audiobook. Uh, you know, there's now it's like, okay, now these things, these chapters that are in this uh, podcast, these are now uh, not just random place markers within the podcast about uh, different, maybe different uh, content. Now these are, these are actual table of contents mm -hmm. headings is what these things are. And like you can make lots of and and also know how to reorder them so that your audiobook can say uh, your audiobook playback goes in correct order. So there's lots of different this the medium tag is one of those uh, like the value tag that has got wide ranging ramifications, even though it's very simple. Um, another one I would put probably in that category is uh, the value time split. That that goes one step further than the value tag that we talked about earlier, where you can declare your own uh, wallets. And now that says, okay, during this section of my podcast, let's say from uh, a minute, you know, from twenty-five minutes uh, and thirty seconds to twenty-seven minutes and forty-five seconds. During that time, I I played a clip or a song from a different podcast. And so I want to tell the app, don't pay me during that time, mm -hmm. pay the other guy, you know, pay the other person where that content originated from. And now the, now the app, when you, if you send a payment during that, during that period of time, it'll now redirect that to the other wallet of the, of the originator. So you can, um, you can pull in content from another podcast and still give appropriate credit and payments to the originator of that content. So there's there's those types of tags where I think it's sort of like 
these are big deals. Mm-hmm. This, this is a big deal. And then there's some other tags that in that other bucket that are like, these are just, these are just solid features. Things like being able to put the transcript of a, a, hand, a curated transcript of each episode in there or um, a, the person tag where you can say, okay, you're going to declare that this person was in this podcast uh, here, like me and you. So I'm on your podcast. Mm-hmm. If you could put a person tag in there with Andy Lehman is the, is the host, Dave Jones is the guest. You could have a little avatar of our picture, maybe a link to our bio, that kind of thing. And then when the app sees that and is playing back that content, it can throw up a little link to our bio. It can throw up a little avatar with our, with our image on it. Um, some apps have gone so far as to even link the person tags to the transcript so that it's showing our picture, depending on who's talking That's uh, during cool. playback. <laughs> well, yeah, and, it's and like, rad. And some of that stuff, I mean, Apple had, you know, for select podcasts, I mean, Apple had that for really big podcasts where they'd have the hosts and maybe some guests, but that was never available to just everyday podcasters like you and I. Like that was something that was right. reserved for big podcasters. You couldn't declare it in your feed. It was you had to be specially invited by Apple to do that. Where now we can do that, and we can credit everybody in the podcast. We can easily link out to whatever we want to link out to bios. Yeah, it, I, it seems like we're getting yeah just more and more freedom where we don't have to rely on these walled gardens like Spotify or Apple to provide features that we can do ourselves now. Yeah, that and that's really what this is. I mean, the, I mean, you know this, Andy. The our whole project. So if you take the index and the namespace, and then all the community projects that go within it, that collectively becomes what's this thing known as Podcasting 2.0. And so Podcasting 2.0 is just this collection of of ideas, software, and services that support the mission of taking podcasting back into being controlled by podcasters and podcast companies and interested parties and developers and taking it away from being fundamentally controlled by the big, by the big companies. Yeah. And unfortunately we're seeing that even more now with YouTube jumping into the game and trying to quote unquote podcast. I'm not even going to call it a podcast, but quote unquote podcast with it. Um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're seeing it even more. So uh, yeah, the more we go into this, the more I, I just really appreciate what we as a community are doing to kind of, yeah, take back podcasting to back like it was originally, you know, like I, I started podcasting in 2007, so I wasn't the very, very beginning. Uh, but I, you know, I've done it's it early off. though. Yeah, it's it very is. Early. It is. Uh, I started way back then and, and I, I had to step away from my podcast for a while. Somebody else kept it going and it's actually, the other podcast is actually still going, but, uh, you know, so I've been doing podcasting on and off since 2007 and mm-hmm. a lot has changed since then, but you know, not necessarily for the good. So it does feel it feels now like grassroots, like it was back then where you're, you know, you're trying to clobber things together to make it work and uh, trying to, you know, come up with these new things. Everyone's coming up with new things. And so, yeah, it's, this is feeling like that to me where we're just, yeah. you know, getting a lot of new stuff and it seems it's fun. It's fun again. It is. It feels like early internet days, you know, yeah. and <laughs> the, the fun is, yeah, you talk about YouTube and this is going to this is all this is going to happen forever this is never going to not happen uh you know spotify came in uh because what they saw was hey here's a bunch of content that's free everybody's out there making content and just posting it Mm -hmm. and we can just grab it and make and layer ourselves on top of it and skim some money off and that's hey that's a gold mine (laughs) and that that's exactly what that's what that fact is never going to change because you're making because podcasting has always been fundamentally free content and will probably always will be even there's some paywalling that's happening now but it's not you know 99 of it is free available content and you're always going to have people that see that as an opportunity to just add a vig on top and get some money and that's what's that's so spotify did it first now YouTube's doing it. It's it's always going to be that way, and it's something that podcast. I don't. I I think personally there is no podcast quote unquote industry. Um, I don't. I think there's podcast. There is a podcast community. There's definitely a community of people who 
know each other, support each other, um, and are all going in a similar direction content wise and technology wise mm -hmm. and ideology ideology. And so there, I think there's definitely a podcasting community that is large, but I don't think there's a coherent podcast industry. And I think that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, what we think of as the podcast industry is like, is this loose uh, list of advertising agent, digital advertising agencies, uh, podcast hosting companies, um, uh, podcast consultants, uh, the podcasters themselves, but but that's not that's not an industry because they're all self interested parties doing their own, the, going in their own direction, and a lot of times they're at odds with each other, and that's what happens in times like this with Spotify and YouTube and that kind of thing, is those um, those differences become apparent because the podcast the podcast consultants and the podcast advertising agencies they have no problem with YouTube and Spotify and these big companies coming in. It means more money in their pocket mm -hmm. because the, the digital advertising opportunities uh, are a natural fit for that, for that business model. But that's not what podcasting and the podcast community thinks of as podcasting. So you have these two different, you know, the, the, that, Adam calls it the podcast industrial complex, that digital advertising supported mm -hmm. uh, arena within podcasting, which is just going to always run to the new shiny thing that can make the next, you know, that can make the next percentage of digital advertising revenue. And podcasting itself has always been something very, very different. It's been something that's based on freedom and, you know, an, an ideology of openness. And that's a thing that we really cannot, that has to remain the core or else podcasting itself just doesn't exist. Right. I mean, it, podcasting came from the fact that, you know, there were people who didn't like what was going on on the radio and or couldn't get on the radio, but had had a, a, something that they wanted to say. Uh, you yeah. know, they weren't they weren't trained in radio. They weren't all Adam Curry, you know, and but we were, you know, we're allowed to do it. And yeah, I think that, yeah, that it needs to remain like that because that's yeah. I think then that's where, that's where I see the podcasting 2.0 and the podcast index and everything is, is helping shift people that way because there's a yeah a, a freedom and an ability to to make content and and not have to have your gatekeepers or you know whatever go through lots of different mm -hmm. things anyone can do it and and there's all ranges of podcasts I mean obviously people that are just starting and may have a really really crappy mic uh, to people who have you know thousand dollar bikes there, there's going to be that range mm -hmm. and that quality range too but the thing that's great about it is it doesn't matter because you can do it and if you have listeners that are willing to listen to your show then you have an audience that's right yeah and with things like uh like the medium tag that we talked about earlier now you have musicians that are coming in and starting podcasts where their podcast is an album of mm -hmm. music and this is this is new i mean like there's been there's over time there's been you know you'd have one little blip every now and then of somebody who might do something like this, like on a SoundCloud and, mm -hmm. and they got an RSS feed for free because they're on SoundCloud. And so it would end up out there, but there was never a way to identify that stuff in such a way that the music artists saw it as a fertile ground of opportunity for them to put their content out. And so now that's different. Now that has changed. So now you have a new area of freedom for musicians where they can come in and begin to put their albums onto uh at, out there as podcasts and they become just this it's this perfect delivery mechanism where now all this music is showing up in people's podcast apps and you have a way to send them send them <laughs> a value back through a boost and so this this is a way where um podcasting is doing what it always has been great at exactly what you said not everybody can start a radio station. You know, nobody, nobody, nobody has, nobody in your neighborhood has 200, you know, has yeah. a quarter of a million dollars to get an SEC license to broadcast, but everybody can start a podcast, which is what the web did for publishing podcast did for audit for, for multimedia. And so now that the, the mediums and these, these new features are coming out, you're seeing this go to its logical next step, which is continuing to break barriers of gatekeeping 
that's what podcasting is. It's a it's a gate destroyer, and that's what we're if if it's not breaking down gates, it's not doing its job. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like two point is bringing back its ability to break the gates. Well, and you know, not only now with your medium tag, you can have your podcast apps switch to you know just even just showing media, just showing music. Uh, instead of having it all mixed together if you'd want. But with the wallet switching technology, as Adam likes to call it, mm -hmm. you know, now Adam can do a music show and the artists get paid when he's playing the songs. If people are liking it, they just boost it and the artists get paid. And then we're seeing, you know, people like Ainsley Costello who have said they are making basically pennies from the traditional streaming apps and things, but are now making a decent a living on on the fact that they're making money on on something that's like that's podcasting and and you know a year ago even two years ago we wouldn't have even imagined that yeah and you know take that to the next step of beyond that which is audiobooks and there's so much content out there you know we all we've all had to go to librivox you know at some point and get and get an audiobook uh for something a classic uh, public domain audiobook and you know God bless those people that, that <laughs> do that. You know, they're, they, they spend, they spend their heart, their, you know, precious time to record those audiobooks, And some of them are, are just not good. The they're, they're just of poor quality, but they, they really spent their time to do it. Now they can get a, a return on that. Now that now they can get, there's an, they can easily get um, payments to come back to them and I think you're going to see another explosion of content once we start to focus on audiobooks. Then you will have people that are incentivized to go go in get in there and do a really good job. Mm -hmm. Whereas before it was, you know how it is, Andy. I mean, with with open source software, it's that way too. When it's a labor of love, it only carries you so far. Sure. To to where you know a lot of most most open source projects, uh, open source programming projects they get they get 90 percent of the way there and then the last 10 percent of polish and finishing the job is so hard that they just never get finished well other things become other things become important you know you're you know, there's other yeah. things going on because you're not making money off of it you know your day job whatever and so yeah there's things mm -hmm. that are becoming more important so yeah you're 100 percent right money doesn't solve everything but it, it helps in the long run to be able to to motivate, to put the quality there. Cause you're going to, you're going to weight that a little bit higher because you're making something back you're getting value back in return. Even if it's just in these are, even if it's just 20 bucks, mm -hmm. it, there's some, it, it is, it's more, it's less about the money, honestly, as it's more and more about the money as a signal that there's somebody out there that's valuing and, and sort of and depending on what you do mm -hmm. i mean we you know we're we're a donation based the primary role of our podcast each week on uh on friday is to um is to inform about what's going on in the project but also it's the way we fund the project the index costs us about twelve hundred dollars a month to mm -hmm. run um with all the different uh hosting fees that we have to pay and so we have to make, we have to get some money back. And the fact that people are willing to support us, um, and I know a lot of them are just supporting the show. They're not necessarily supporting the index because they don't use the index, mm -hmm. but um, that's fine. I mean, it gives me, it gives me a lot of motivation in the form of, hey, when it's a Thursday night and it's time to do show prep and we just got home from, you know, from rock climbing with my daughter and we're all tired. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, but there's quite a few people who donate to this, to this project mm -hmm. to keep it going. And it motivates me to get up and go do the work to do it. Whereas if that, those donations weren't there, um, I, they, it would be very easy to just skip, yeah. skip a day, you know, not put my whole heart into it. Definitely. Well, there's, I mean, there's so much involved with, with podcasting 2.0 and the namespace and everything, I would encourage people to look at, it. I don't want to keep you, you too long. I know you've got a day job. You've got to go back to also, <laughs> no but, but I, I, you know, I want to thank you for, for being on, on the show today and, and where can people 
find out more about the index because again there's so much more going on with just than what we just talked about today mm-hmm. um, the best place to hang out if you're interested in index stuff and the namespace and everything going on with 2.0 I, I guess the best thing to do would be listen to our show on fridays at noon central time uh well 12 30 and um, it's live we you record it live it is yeah it is live which which was fun i had never podcasted before until um you know, until doing this show with Adam and then all of a sudden we're doing a live show. So that was like <laughs> trial by fire. Uh, but we uh, listen to the show every, you know, every Friday, but then also uh, podcastindex.social is our Mastodon instance. Uh, and so you can go and hang out there uh, if you need an invite. It's invite only because we try to keep the uh, junk out, keep, yeah. keep it focused. Yeah, keep it focused. So, but you can still you can still wa- uh, look at the content. You just can't post. But if you want to post and and join up and have have fun, join the party. Uh, send us an email info at podcastindex.org, and I'll get you a, an invite code. It's not it's there's no gatekeeping. It's just <laughs> to keep out the, the junk. Sure. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you got any value out of this podcast at all. I ask that you either send us a boostergram like we talked about in the episode, or you can go to podcastanswers.com slash buy me a coffee and give me a one-off donation, or you can help support uh, any, any things that we were doing right right now. I'm trying to raise funds for buying a sure SM seven B and that'd be helpful. So without further ado, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with me. And if you have any podcasting questions, I would love to answer them. So please contact me at podcastanswers.com slash contact, and I can answer your podcasting question on the very next show. Guys, thanks for hanging out with me today. Have a great week.